Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast where we provide you with free practical resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. Many people think the phrase long-term care refers to an insurance policy. And though that may be part of the plan, there's a lot more than just that. It's about being one step ahead of preparing yourself for your future and the future of your loved ones. So today we've invited Gail Van Nest, who is a certified financial planner. Gail is here to give us some insider tips and talk more about the cost of long-term care. Coming up on Prepare to Care. Gail, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Marie. So, Gail, you are a certified financial planner. You are here to talk about long-term care. First question, what in the world is long-term care? Is it insurance? Is it a way of thinking? What is it? That's a great question. Uh, Really, long-term care is not about insurance. It's really about determining what does living life on our own terms mean as we get older and developing a care plan. Life's changed for us. It's today, because of living longer, we have a lot of issues as we age that we encounter illnesses that we didn't encounter when we lived maybe five years. So it's important to look at what is our plan as we get older related to how our care will be handled. Um, If you look at, for instance, we have 10,000 baby boomers a day retiring. It's a lot of baby boomers. It is a lot of baby boomers. And so what that happens is as we get older and we're living longer, you know, today we've got the go-go's, the slow-go's, and the no-go's. And so as we live 30 years in retirement, potentially, health care becomes an issue. So long-term care is about custodial care. It's about dressing and transferring. It's not about medical care. It's about how do my care needs get met. Okay, so long-term care, and, and I know they sell, they, whoever they are, sell insurance policies called long-term care policies, and I want you to explain what that is. But l- first, let's think about this. So long-term care is about helping us do those things that we may have trouble doing later down the road? Yes. So explain what these things are. Okay, they're called activities of daily living. So think about it this way, bathing, dressing incontinence, cognitive abilities, if I no longer can remember what to do to take my meds. All of these issues are related to what long-term care is really about. Okay, so long-term care means I'm not necessarily sick per se, or I could be, but I really have, I have trouble like with daily lives, like I, you know, getting out of bed in the morning getting my clothes on, going to the bathroom, this kind of stuff. Yes. It's not about medical issues. Got it's it. about just life issues. Okay. Just everything you do during the day. Okay. So what are these long-term care policies? Like, I receive stuff for long-term care policies. Should I buy one? Well, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, depends, right? Um, long-term care insurance is one way to solve the problem. It, in some ways, is maybe a more efficient way for most people because it allows more control of your plan. It allows you to choose where your uh, long-term care is gonna be met. It allows you to identify and control the decisions. That being said, sometimes you can't get long-term care because of health issues. Hmm. Sometimes the cost becomes a factor. Uh, 
You know, you need to think about, in today's world, almost 70% of 65-year-olds will experience some level of long-term care need down the road. And so a long-term care plan, not necessarily insurance, is my family going to take care of me? Am I going to have insurance to take care of the long-term care plan? Is a government plan going to be what I rely on? It's having an idea of how your plan needs are going to be met. Insurance may be one part of that solution, but it may not be for everybody. So tell us more about insurance being or not being part of a, you know, of a policy. Are, are, these, are these like expensive insurance? Can you get it at any time? How does it work? Okay, great question, great question. Um, the cost depends on your age, depends on your health, and the reality is you always want to get a long-term care policy as soon as you can because it's really, you qualify for it, you know? Mm. We're never any healthier than we are today. So the cost of it depends on a couple of different variables, your health, your age, what kind of benefits do you want a policy that would provide for care in your home and in a facility? How long will that benefit provide for? What is the elimination? So there's lots of different factors that someone can design into the plan to meet their needs. So the policies that I have seen say something like, oh, you can buy a policy that gives you three years of benefit, six years of benefit, or benefit until you die, which I think they call, what, unlimited or lifetime or something like that, right? right. And then they typically said, How, like, is it like a dollar amount? Like $3,000 of benefit per month or 4000 or something like that, right? Yes. So the way that a long-term care policy is designed is that typically there is a daily benefit and there is, um, so let's say, for instance, my daily benefit's $150 a month. Then that would equate to a certain amount for the, or $150 a day, which would add up to what the monthly uh, value is. But if it's a reimbursement plan, let's take, for instance, um, and care needs are not stable every day. So let's say one day I have $100, the next day I have $50. They may only pay what you've incurred as expenses. On an indemnity plan, it will pay whatever the benefit amount is. So it really does depend on what policy design you buy. I see. So there are different kinds of plans, and you really need to look into this. Definitely so. You have to decide, again, in your long-term plan, what amount do you want to self-insure the risk for, and what amount do you want to cover the risk for? But it all gets down to dollars, right? It is a matter of how much can I afford right. and how much am I willing to, how much does my budget allow for? Sure. Now, when they issue those policies, do they look at your health? Do they look at, oh, you're good risk, you're not a good risk? Like if you have five pre-existing conditions, your premiums are going to be higher than if you have none at all right now. Absolutely. Now, okay. What long-term care underwriting looks at is what kind of health issues you have. So, for instance, if I have arthritis, mm. if I have Parkinson's, if I have early-onset Alzheimer's, those are all health issues that are likely to cause a care need down the road. Got it. So if I have already been diagnosed with those, I may not be able to get coverage. Because the insurance know they'll have to pay, and they'd rather not, as well, usual. But oh, they're betting that they, they're they not going to pay on the entire population. The risk is very high for that individual. I always say 
you need to plan now because you're never healthier than you are today. Got it. And um, so there are some health issues that people are not going to be able to access coverage mm-hmm. for. So really what I'm hearing is long-term care insurance is something that we need to plan for early generally when we're not yet sick or not yet diagnosed with terrible things um, because we're more likely not only to be issued the insurance but probably to have a better premium? Yes. The younger you are, the more healthy you are, your premiums will probably be lower. But keep in mind, I may get a policy when I'm 55 and I will pay if I've got a pay-as-you-go, as I say, I may pay that premium as long as Uh, for as long as I need to until I need the care. Now, in today's world, though, because we have so many baby boomers retiring, there's a number of alternatives. We have what we call hybrid policies, where they are life and long-term care policies that will cover if I don't need the long-term care, then there's a death benefit. So we have a lot of planning tools from policy design that allows for a solution that meets a specific need for an individual. I find that very interesting. You know, uh, my father-in-law had a long-term care policy that he paid for for a very long time and never used it. And we thought, darn, you know, he was such a good planner, but he ended up, you know, soldiering along all the way till the end of his life. If he had had a death benefit, you know, we would have recouped some of the money, or his, you know, his beneficiary, which I can assume would have been us, but the beneficiary would have recouped some of the money or some benefit, right? It, Absolutely. It's become a life insurance. Absolutely. And that's how these products have been designed because, as I said, we have so many of us moving into the uh, aging category that the concern is if I pay for this, for uh, I pay for it as long as I'm living and I don't end up using it, then I've wasted the money. So there's lots of different options. You just have to d- identify what you're looking for. So l- let's talk about this. I have a funny story about him because, you know, we, we thought he might need long-term care, and there was a process where he was evaluated um, as to how well he could take care of his life. And he got out of his interview and said, I aced it. I aced the exam. And then he was not given the benefits because he proved that, you know, he basically could get about his life. So um, it, it's, you know, in a sense, we were happy that he could. Um, but tell us a little bit about the process to evaluate if somebody needs to have long-term care or is able to get those benefits. Um, let me make sure I'm clear. So let's assume, if I'm understanding you correctly, that he already had the coverage. Correct. And now he's in his 80s and he's you're seeing that he may have a need. Correct. Typically, what the triggers are is two of those activities of daily living that I mentioned. So an individual, if they have a long-term care policy, they have to demonstrate or their doctor has to certify that they have a need for two activities of daily living. So they may have a need for uh, dressing. They may have uh, memory issues as if they've been certified that they have two needs, then they would be able to start on their long-term care policy. Okay, so what are those needs typically? You say dressing, memory issues? Bathing. Bathing. Transferring. I can't get up and about. Right. Um, incognitive, cognitive issues, which are memory issues. Alzheimer's. Got it. Uh, dementia. Yep. Uh, I can't remember where things are. I can't remember to take my meds on time. All of those kinds of issues become 
care issues that could really impact an individual. So these are evaluated by a professional, and then a report, I guess, is sent to the uh, long-term care insurance company. Right. The doctor would certify to the long-term insurance carrier that this individual does, in fact, need two activities of daily living. You'll hear them called ADLs. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And so then the individual can then file a claim. Got it. So really, uh, if you are a caregiver uh, for someone that you see might need assistance, you may want to check and see if your loved one has a long-term care policy. Absolutely. Um, And I always encourage individuals to really, as a family, be aware of what is the long-term care plan? How are we going to take care of mom and dad? Do we, if we have time to plan for it, that's far better than to do crisis planning mm-hmm. where now we're needing it today and we haven't really pre-planned. You know, we always, we're talking about a long-term care insurance policy, but quite often what happens is an individual gets care in their home by informal caregivers, the family. Right. And um, so sometimes mom and dad goes on um, care needs with the family, but they don't have a long-term care policy. And so they may be able to qualify for Medicaid if they don't have enough assets. Um, Medicare does not cover long-term care. A lot of times we think Medicare will cover. Medicare covers only in the case of skilled nursing and rehab, rehabilitative. Um, And the other opportunity for someone who has been in the armed forces in the military and they've served active duty one day, then they may also be uh, qualified for veterans aid and attendance benefits. So there are some government programs that if they don't have a private policy by an insurance carrier, as we've been describing, there might be some other ways that they can meet their needs from a cost standpoint. I understand. So let's get back to how to select a long-term care policy for those listeners who are, say, in the 55 to 65 age range. They're still working, maybe? They're wondering, maybe sometimes employers offer group long-term care policies. What would be your advice as to, you know, how to select a policy? They need to look at whether it's a group policy or an individual policy. Does it cover home care as well as facility care? In other words, an assisted living facility or a nursing home. So you would recommend they cover both? Both. Because most, most individuals want their care in their home. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they need to know the amount of daily benefit that they want covered. Third, the time period. Do they want coverage for two years, three years, four years? And the elimination period, which says, if I need care today, an elimination period says my policy or my coverage will not start for 90 days if that's the elimination period. So they need to look at all of those factors with their advisor to define what are their needs from a policy design. Then they need to evaluate, do they want a, what I call a pay-as-you-go, which is kind of traditional to what our car insurance, or do they want a hybrid policy, which is long-term care and life insurance? I understand. So let's talk a little bit about the duration of long-term care. Are there statistics that tell us, like, how long people typically need long-term care? What we've seen statistically is in most cases, individuals have about a one- to three-year need in a nursing home. 
primarily most individuals get their care in the home if they possibly can. Over 60% typically will give their, get their care in the home. But about one to two, two and a half years is the normal stay in a nursing home. Is a normal stay. So, so what I'm hearing is once you need, once you get to the point where you need long-term care, typically two and a half years, three years, four years should be enough for most people. Because some policy says, hey, we offer you, you know, for these great premiums, we offer you these lifetime benefits. Is it worth it? Ed, you know, there's the wild card. We don't yeah. know, right? My mother-in-law has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and she has been in a memory care facility for eight years. Oh, my. So that two-and-a-half-year number didn't work for it her. didn't work for her, right. Um, again, there are averages, yep. right? Some people will need less care. Some people need longer care. So it is hard to say. I always encourage individuals to look at what their ability to self-insure a certain amount, but typically... A plan that is three to five years is probably a good um, estimate for what care needs tend to be for most people. And I guess it, it all, like any form of insurance, it has to do with how much risk you want to bear, right? If you say, I'm willing to bet on the three years or five years, and that's what you call self-insured, right? right. And after that, it's all on my own, or I don't want to take that risk, so I want to have the plan that's going to cover me forever, you're absolutely right. It's just like your car insurance. How large of a deductible do I want to have for my policy? And so it's not dissimilar for long-term care. How much coverage can I afford and what I'd like? And for most people, they might like more, but they can only afford so much. And something is better than nothing. Got you. Now, tell us more about the, the market for long-term care insurance. Are the companies, like, are, are they, like do we need to be aware of scams out there? Or are, are there, like, reputable companies? Well, what do we look for when we're looking? And I'm thinking, all right, we buy this insurance, say we're 55, and I'm not going to use my insurance until I'm 85. How do I know that insurance company is going to be here in 30 years? Once again, great question. Um, you always want to look at a very quality-rated company, uh, and you can look at their ratings, whether they're Comdex ratings or their S&P ratings, but you do want to look at A-carrier-type ratings. So you want companies who have are good quality, good financials, have been here a long time, show they've got good claims pain experience. All of those things should be advised, ad, advised for. And if you're working with a good, qualified, long-term care advisor, they'll help you to look at those aspects. Oh, okay. So, wait. I don't know what a Comdex rating is, right? But hang on. And I don't know. Like, where do I find that long-term care advisor? Well, that's, um, I always suggest you talk to your friends. Okay. Because typically you may have a friend who's already purchased a policy, and they may have had, hopefully, a good experience with an advisor. And if not then it's good to go online to the CFP and other boards, certification boards, certified long-term care specialists, to find out individuals who know this area. And they can advise you. You don't need to go it alone. And I always advise clients not to go it alone. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. So, um, Gail, this is about all we have today. This has been a wonderful and very informative podcast. This is about all the time we have for today. But before we go... What's the one piece of advice that you would have for caregivers listening who are considering long-term care? 
For caregivers listening, it is a factor of looking at how do you best help your parent or your spouse in their needs, but also be cognizant or aware of helping yourself because it's important that you maintain your health, your emotional stability, and your physical stability. So it's important to take care of the individual who needs care, but also take care of yourself. Gail, thank you so much. So folks out there, you've heard it. Take care of yourself, as usual. Um, If you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends who are also caregivers, please invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.arp.org slash HoustonPTC. Gail, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, folks, this is all for today. Thanks for listening, and as always, thanks for caring.